Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. All right, we're live, but we got to let her breathe just for a moment here while we bring on our great Facebook community, and then we will kick this party off. We got things happening, we got rumors flying. Broncos just signed a guy. We're going to get to it all. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast, presented as always by Mile High Huddle. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime that you know and love. He is my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, we got to talk about the rumors uh, about just kind of where Philip Lindsay might land. The Chiefs, according to Cecil Lammy, would take him in a heartbeat. We're going to get to all that here in just a few minutes. The first thing I want to talk about, though, off the cuff, is your gut reaction to the Denver Broncos signing a former George Payton acolyte, a running back that I think is basically their replacement for Philip Lindsay. Well, I have two thoughts on this off the bat. Uh, I don't really know a ton, a lot about Mike Boone, other than he's pretty explosive when given the opportunity. But this, to me, confirms that Peyton was the one, not necessarily Pat Shermer or Vic Fangio or John Elway. He was the driving force behind the Broncos' decision to move on from Philip Lindsay because, make no mistake, giving him the low-round tender and exposing him to that market is essentially saying, listen, Lindsay, we don't, we don't see you in our future plans. If you find a better deal, go out and take it. We're not going to bring you back. So to me, that confirms that as well. And and my other point in terms of Mike Boone, the Broncos are pretty much swapping Philip Lindsay for Philip Lindsay, except this Philip Lindsay is a little cheaper and less proven. So Peyton must've seen something. Maybe he thinks he's a better pass catcher. Uh, like Cliff says, a better special teams player. But you're really pinching pennies again. It reminds me last year what they did with Devontae Bosby, not giving him a tender and re-signing him for literally, what, $300,000 cheaper. I, I don't know about this. I'm still on the fence as to how I feel about the Broncos giving Lindsey that tender and disrespecting him for a second season in a row. I don't like it. But the pushback that I'm seeing on Broncos Twitter, oh, let him go. He he doesn't matter anymore, Philip Lindsay. He's a no one. He Melvin Gordon's better. A year and a half ago, Philip Lindsay was everyone's MVP. He was the biggest fan favorite in Denver, and rightfully so. And it's amazing now that Melvin Gordon comes along, and all because he has that name, and all because he's been giving that money and came within 10 yards of a 1,000-yard season. We want to discard a homegrown stud in Philip Lindsay for an unknown Mike Boone. I still, It still doesn't sit right with me, Chad, at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we... 
when last we were live, you know, we reacted to the news of the Broncos opting to tender Philip Lindsay at the original round level as a restricted free agent. And the emotion was, and the, sh- the shock uh, was real. And it hasn't, um, you know, it hasn't dissipated. I feel the exact same way that it's a gross miscalculation. And I understand that, you know, look, people, people out there in the media sphere within Denver, are like, come on guys, duh. If there's not a, if, if Philip Lindsay doesn't fit the offense and you know, it's time for him to go. It's like, dude, you guys, you got to re- you're looking at this the wrong way. Right. You're How looking fit at in the offense to fit the running back. Square peg round hole. That's why you went five and 11, dog. Right. Square peg round hole. Put it on the epitaph of uh, Pat Shermer, dude. When one day he's buried, you know, hopefully that's not for another 50 years, right? For Pat. His, on, his, <laughs> on his headstone, it's going to say square peg round hole for life, right? L-Y-F-E. That's what I don't get, dude, is Philip Lindsay is the guy that you actually – you, you structure it around. But let's take a look real quick here, Zach. Mike Boone. Now, I know that Mike Boone uh, was a big uh, – I know Eric Trickle did a lot of scouting on him coming out, whatever it was, 2017, I think, the 2017 draft class, if I'm not mistaken, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, 17. He really only has, if we look at his, uh, his stats as a player, he's appeared technically in one game in which, uh, or excuse me, two, two, two starts is what I meant to say. Um, one of which though, Zach, he went off, he went off, he had like a hundred and uh, some odd, let me see, let me go to his game. I'll find it. But he had over a hundred yards rushing. He's an interesting player. Don't get me wrong, but, but like you're tripping on a, uh, an extra $1.2 million on Philip right. Lindsay, but you're going to go give this dude 2.6 million guaranteed. Like walk me through the logic. It makes no sense. There's a consensus in the Broncos facility and the Broncos front office that Philip Lindsay is replaceable. And I agree that running backs in today's age, unless you're, you know, McCaffrey or, or in that stratosphere, then, you know, you're, you're liable to be replaced. But if you're going to get a guy who's explosive, but not necessarily a starter in RB1, if you're going to have a Philip Lindsay and replace the Philip Lindsay, why not take care of the guy that's already in the building? Why not take care of the guy? Like in the case of Justin Simmons, I don't understand, Chad, with the safety market not popping off, why they can't take care of him, but they're bu- bu- busy bringing in outside players. You have a Philip Lindsay on the roster. And if you're not going to, if you're going to have a committee at running back, why not just keep the guy that was doing well and use him correctly? That was my thing. I understand there's the concerns. Even though he's not injury prone, he's actually played in a lot more games than people think he has. He's never fumbled before. He has a great yards per carry average. He really can do it all. And you're not satisfied with that. And you want to bring in your own guy. It just seems like it's a move for the sake of making a move. But there's this lingering because Peyton had no loyalty to Philip Lindsay, no loyalty to anyone on the Broncos roster. So someone got in his ear that, okay, listen, Lindsay, he can go. We have Gordon, we have Freeman, we'll probably draft a running back. But it was Peyton that took it a step further that said, okay, I'm going to give him the low round tender. And then I'm going to target my guy from Minnesota that is pretty much Philip Lindsay 2.0, if not a little less unproven. Dude, it's almost like this is made to, to, to really – you know, um, I don't know. It's like, well, it, first of all, it is a slap in the face, but to Philip Lindsay. But second, it's almost like that that parting blow where you're like, all right, a little extra motivation to make sure your agent works the phones a little extra for you to find one or two suitors out there that'll pony up and pay more than the original round tender. Um, look at this. All right, just bringing it back to Boone. Let's set Lindsay aside. And by the way, we're gonna talk to MHH staff writer. Kenneth Booker here in just a few minutes. We're going to dive into some of the buzz and rumors that are happening 
around Dove Valley here in just a second. Zach, I want to draw your attention to his um, crowning achievement. Mike Boone, that is, as a pro, came in uh, the, let's see, was this? Yeah, came in the season finale of 2019, all right, against a Chicago Bears team that was out of the playoffs. And he had to start in place of an injured Dalvin Cook, toted the rock 17 times, 148 yards. That's almost a nine-yard per carry clip, touchdown. He had himself a very, very productive game. So if we take off just for a second, you know, the Philip Lindsay uh, blinders, for lack of a better term, if you're looking for a solid three, number three running back that has some number two upside, Mike Boone is, is definitely a good candidate for that. It just, when you weigh it and, and, and it's juxtaposed against all the other factors, including Philip Lindsay, the Melvin Gordon contract, what you might be able to do in the draft, this is now the second move thus far. In fact, both of his, both of Peyton's two outside signings up to this point, Zach, unfortunately come with some serious misgivings on my part. The thing is, if this roster was just Melvin Gordon and Royce Freeman, I would say Mike Boone was a great pickup for the price, Chad. Getting that kind of running back and that kind of weapon, you know, for 2.6 guaranteed was a great pickup. But when you already have a Mike Boone on the roster, it seems a little redundant to cut a homegrown guy or let him walk or let him seek other employment and potentially risk him to a rival like Kansas City when you're going to replace him with the same caliber of player. Except that Mike Boone is not a two-time thousand-yard rusher. Except the fact that Mike Boone is not a former pro bowler, except the fact that Mike Boone has no loyalty to Denver, and he wasn't a Broncos fan favorite, who took TD's number and his salute and brought that mystique and that lore back to the Mile High City. I, 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 don't, I don't feel like I'm overstating that either, Chad, because again, and I saw a comment that I agree with, it shows the, the fickleness, and I've said this before, of the Broncos fan base. Same thing happened when the Broncos got Cortland Sutton. For as good as he was, the Broncos still had Demarius Thomas, and everyone was like... All right, Demary, see you later. We don't care about you anymore. It's it's amazing how that happens. But Philip Lindsay, you're going to see, guys. And I said this on Twitter, and I'll say it right here for everyone to see. He's going to go to a team like Kansas City or New England or San Francisco, and he's going to ball the F out. And you know what? I can't wait for it. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. What makes for a great vacation? Depends on who you ask. Are you looking to get away or bring everyone together? Do you want to get outside and play or see a play at the plate? Fortunately, however you operate, I'm the destination you've been looking for. The name's Missouri, but you can call me Mo. And I have just one question. What's your M.O.? To find your M.O., tap now. Or for information on safe travel, come see me at visitmo.com. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, 
impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. So much more to get to. We're going to talk about the Philip Lindsay rumor. All right, since we went a little bit long in the first segment, let's bring Kenneth on right now. We'll go through some other matters of business in just a few minutes. Kenneth Booker in the house, MHH staff writer, one of your own, one of our own, right? But when I say one of your own, this is a cat that climbed up through the through the MHH community, and he's been an absolute stud as a staff writer at MHH so far. Kenneth, dude, what's good? How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you? How are you gentlemen doing? We're rolling with the punches. We're rolling with the punches. Hi Um, to everybody in the room. Absolutely. So the first thing, so there's, there's three questions we got, we wanted to to talk to you about here tonight. First and foremost, though, is the current event of obviously the Broncos just signed Mike Boone, the running back. We want your thoughts on that. And also what your reaction was to the decision to only original round tender Philip Lindsay. So the Mike Boone thing I just found out earlier today, um, looked up some of his highlights. He is pretty exciting on some of his um, – he's got some nice bursts. He's got a little nice little shiftiness, and then he just hits the gas and he's gone. Uh, that was in uh, Cincinnati, some of the film I saw on him. Uh, he was really nice, like, but like Zach said, he'd be nice if uh, it was Melvin Gordon and, uh, and Royce Freeman. He would uh, compliment them well. But to replace uh, Lindsey with him, it's like – like you say, it's replacing um, – the same exact player, essentially, but with like two less uh, or one less Pro Bowl appearances, two less thousand yard seasons. And Philip Lindsay is just a, a true asset to the, the locker room. He gets everybody going. Uh, I've watched the kids since uh, he's played at CU. Uh, I was upset then when they didn't invite him to the, the combine. And when he went undrafted, I just didn't understand why uh, teams disrespected him so much when all he did was prove himself on the field. Kenneth. Let me get your overall so far through, you know, two days, three days of the 2021 free agent signing period. How would you grade George Payton overall as Broncos GM? His first big foray into the open market, signing Darby, bringing back, you know, uh, Shelby Harris, now signing Mike Boone, letting Philip Lindsay go, letting Kareem Jackson go, picking up Von Miller. How would you assess uh, George Payton's performance through the first couple of days? There's a lot of pressure on him. Um, especially with the Von Miller thing. I appreciate that he tried to uh, restructure a deal to make it take a little less money and help out the team. Um, I do understand the players uh, take not wanting to do that um, because when it's flipped the other way, um, the team doesn't really care. Like um, not the Denver Broncos in, per se, but uh, just NFL in general. Um, they always want the players to take the, the discount. When it's the other way around, they'll just cut the player, uh, kind of with Philip Lindsay. Um, but I'm still glad that Von Miller came back. I was pretty, I was really excited about seeing him last year, and then when he uh, injured his ankle, it was, just really bummed me out because I was really expecting a huge season from him and Chubb. Um, Cream Jackson, I kind of knew he was on his way out. It's too bad. I really liked watching him play. I liked him, uh, him laying them hits, even though he knocked one of our own players out. Uh, Good times, but but he. Uh, he just brought a lot of energy to the to the defense and can totally change the whole attitude in the game with a big hit. Um, as for Darby, I was kind of stunned that 
they picked up Darby. Um, I remember him getting traded to Philadelphia a few years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew a little bit about him, and I knew he had a lot of talent, but uh, then I just didn't hear about him anymore. Um, then when he came to us, I was like, the $30 million, I was like, man, that's kind of a lot. Um, but then I looked at some of his film, and uh, even though he didn't get the interceptions, he found himself in the right position at the right time at all times. He uh, he understood the player he was playing against. He understood the situation. He broke up a lot of the passes. He was never out of position, and when he was out of position, he had the speed to catch up and uh, and uh, cover up his mistakes. I've warmed on. I've warmed up a little bit on the Darby signing, and and I'll tell you why. If Vic Fangio and Ed Donato think that he was the best option for the scheme, then I'm going to trust that because even last year, guys, like think about this, man. The Broncos, you know, decimated by injury in the secondary, especially at corner. A.J. Bouye goes down week one with the shoulder, and then, you know, Michael O.J. Moody has to be vaulted up, and and, and he's playing early. Then it's Devontae Bosby. Then it's uh, – what was the other Devontae? Harris, right? <laughs> And then you get to yeah. the end of the season and it's it's motley. It's I mean, a lot of no names. And it was duct tape, you know, bubble gum, toothpicks, whatever they could use to kind of stitch together and keep the, the secondary viable. And they still fielded a competent passing defense. And Fangio and Donatel, I mean, I think it goes without saying that they're one of the best in the in the NFL when it comes to basically getting the most out of their DB talent. So if they believe that this dude has that fit, I'll trust that. Where my misgivings come in, Kenneth, is simply the the injury history relative to the contract. You know, I would figure that someone that has that much of a uh, injury jacket on his resume, only one year, and similar to, to Bryce Callahan, but way more money. Only one year with a 16 game full season under his belt, and this he's entering his seventh year. I would expect that his contract would reflect that a little bit more. But then again, it does become a little bit of a, a numbers game, boys, because, you know, it's it's what the market will bear. If there were teams out there willing to pay 12 or 13 or whatever, you know, it's the market decides where that where that figure comes in. But I know you're you've warmed up quite a bit, Kenneth, to the to the um, Darby signing. Yeah, I thought uh, when I saw the film, it seemed it looked really well, um, especially some, against uh, the caliber of players he was playing against. Um, but just the money was was a little thing I had the issue with, especially with, with the injury history, history we were talking about. Um, yeah, it's just really hard when somebody goes out. It's and then I don't know what they're gonna do. Are they gonna bring in another free agent? Or are they gonna? Is that something um, for him to pass the torch to the to Caleb Farley or Sertan? Um, I just I don't know what's gonna happen. I I hope for the best. I think if he stays healthy, he'll be a good player. Uh, I think he'll contribute, and I think he might even uh, up his turnovers because uh, he was in position on a lot of those plays to make the turnover. Um, but uh, we'll time will tell, I guess. The thing to me about the money, though, it's like Mike Hilton got a contract. He he got I think four million dollars less a year than what Darby's getting. I think he's getting six a year. Where I, I just feel it's indisputable. The Broncos might have gotten a good cornerback and a good corner for their system, but to pay the guy $30 million over 10 give him 18 5 whatever it was guaranteed, I think it's – I'd be hard-pressed to say I look at that contract and say it was a good deal by Rich Rotato and by George Payton from a financial standpoint. Yeah, it's, it seemed like they uh, were competing against themselves. I, I don't know right. about any other teams that were bidding for right. services, but I didn't hear, I didn't hear anything so like – 
it just seemed like they could have came in with a little bit of lower offer and just felt him out and see how how it played out. Um, and then also with the when uh, not uh, Darby, but uh, with Shelby Harris, I was kind of surprised on how much money he got because um, the the word out there was he was anywhere from six point five to eight point five, and uh, when it was like nine million, uh, I guess average out to nine million a year, I was like. I was kind of surprised that they were willing to give him that much money. I love him, and I think uh, I think in the end it's a good deal. But uh, I was just surprised that they they went that high on him. My guess is that there were some offers out there that were you know they had to they had to either match or beat some offers out there, and that's probably the ballpark that they were in. And they they had to do something, Zach, because you lose Shelby Harris, you already cut Jarrell Casey. It's Draymond Jones or bust, and I mean. And you're still hoping Mike Purcell bounces back to pre-injury forearm with that Liz Frank. As we saw with Ryan Clady, man, Liz Franks can be naggers. They can come back. They can linger. Touch and go. This is why I would I would recommend the Broncos re-sign Demarcus Walker. He wouldn't break the bank, and he he would come back on I think a relatively short-term, low-value contract, give the Broncos some veteran defensive line depth. But Chad, can we just talk about apparently breaking news that Patrick Peterson signed a contract with the Vikings, one year, ten million bucks. So you mean to tell me you're paying Ronald Darby on the same level as Patrick Peterson? Again, I think it's indisputable to say the Broncos overpaid just a little bit for Darby services. Yeah. All right, real quick, let me grab a couple uh, Super Chats. By the way, guys, you know how we do on this show at, at Mile High Huddle. We're going to get to every single Super Chat. Please be patient. We love you. We appreciate you. Bama uh, Broncos, a.k.a. Brandon Harden, appreciate you, dog. He says the Broncos show no love to Philip Lindsay. And, yeah, you're right, man. And, it, unfortunately, it has become a pattern, right? It's a, it's a pattern. But, Kenneth, we got one more for you, and then we're going to cut you loose for tonight. Thanks for okay. making some time for us. And here's a, here's a Super Chat message from – Mohammed, who says, uh, Kenneth in the house. Appreciate you, Mohammed. Um, your article, and by the way, gang, after this podcast, go read Kenneth's article titled Three Areas to Address Plus a Non-Negotiable Need for the Broncos to Compete in 2021. Some good stuff, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to spoil it. I just want to scroll down to the, the last thing here that you bring up. Here's the non-negotiable point, all right? Lock must show growth. Now, Maybe some editorial license on my part to throw in this non-negotiable. The reason I, I threw that in there just as a little kind of, you know, um, I don't know, supplement to, to your points here were that look at look at the teams the Broncos had in 2016 as an example, right? Go nine and seven. You basically have almost the, the identical twin of your 2015 world champion squad minus the quarterback. You still won nine games by virtue of just how strong that roster was but it still wasn't enough to even get you in the dance because you did not have the quarterback. Von Miller is the, is the poster child for that exact, you know, we're one quarterback, middle of the road quarterback away from winning it all again. It's, it's just a dead philosophy that has proven that it doesn't work. Drew Locke has to turn the corner. I agree with you on that. Explain just some of the things you had to say about Locke, what he needs to progress, what he needs to show, and why that's so important. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site. 
out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So Drew just needs to comp. I think in the beginning of this season for Drew, uh, the interior line was collapsing on him so much and so fast that he kind of almost got a, a PTSD. Uh, because later in the in the season, he was like bailing out no matter what to the right side of the yeah rolling out to the right side, even though the the pocket was holding up. He was just assuming it was going to collapse. Um, he needs to step into his throws more. He needs to. Of course, work on his footwork. Um, he was doing some stuff that I was uh, saw saw them breaking down some video about him, where he was starting to make the progressions on the reads and starting to get better with the football IQ. Mm -hmm. But he would add like little tiny things, like um, it was a, a quick out or it was like a I think it was a hook um, a route to to Judy, and he threw a little hop in there and it threw off the timing just enough to where uh, it gave the cornerback just enough time to break on the ball and break it up and almost do a pick six on it. So if he can clean up some of that stuff um, and just learn to give take what the defense gives him um, and to live in it, to fight another day, the defense is good enough to where um, if he doesn't do the turnovers, we can flip the, the flip the field. The defense can and do their part, whatever. And, and every once in a while, he'll get what he was giving is the ball at the 50 or the 40 yard line to where they have good chances to, to punch it in for a touchdown. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, as long as uh, Melvin Gordon, when he's going across the line, he doesn't fumble it. Um, yeah, it's our goal line defense. Our offense was just it was atrocious. We couldn't get in the end zone, and uh, and Drew had some parts to do with it, especially in that uh, I think it was the last Raiders game right before the half, where he threw the interception right on the goal line uh, when they had scored previously, but there was a holding call. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he's just got to work on his X's and O's, and he's got to definitely clean up that footwork and uh, and just continue to stay in the continue to do his homework on the game. 
Well, dude, guys, go read the article from Kenneth Booker, who's been working consistently, been working furiously since we brought him on board as a staff writer. And I've been really proud of you and just impressed with your dedication, your work ethic, uh, your content, your insights. It's been great, my friend. And a message here from Mark Langley, bonafide superstar. He says, what's up, my guys? Kenneth, what's up, my man? Good to see you. Hashtag huddle up pot. <laughs> Hashtag football priest. Hashtag hey, John. Hashtag MHH. So some some love from the community. Uh, I think Pueblo, uh, Pueblo, I, <laughs> there you go. But uh, thanks for joining us, my friend. We'll, we'll talk to you here very, very soon. All right. Sounds good. It was great to uh, be on the show and thank you. Appreciate it. And everybody have a great night. Um, go Broncos. Follow Kenneth on Twitter at Kenneth MHH. That's his new handle at Kenneth MHH. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Take care. All right. Real quick, Zach. Uh, let me just give John, bring John up to speed real quick. Um, we got to get uh, Andy, John, Edward, Chris, Levi, Brandon, David, and then we're current with where I'm at, and then we'll see where the stream jumps. Um, Andy Young, appreciate the super chat. Andy, he says, the Lindsay to KC report sounded like clickbait. Um, well, I mean, look, what we do here, we tell you that we are the best Broncos coverage online. We're also, the reason we say that is that we are the most comprehensive site, publication, whatever you want to call it, uh, on the internet. We cover it all. We get it all. Whether it's a report, a rumor, buzz, as long as there is something founded there, all right, then we're going to run with it. And when it comes to this particular report that Zach wrote up today, it comes from a guy that we know, all right, and we trust when he says, I'm hearing that the Kansas City Chiefs would welcome Philip Lindsay with open arms, Cecil Lammy. We take that to the bank. We take that to, you know, we, we, we believe that. So um, clickbait, whatever you want to call it, dude, it's just, we're just passing on what we're hearing. And I use the term specifically and deliberately. I use the word potential signing because it could be a potential signing. If he hits the open market, which we think he will now, he's a restricted free agent and the Broncos signed his replacement more than likely. Um, Not only would they welcome him though, Chad, the second part of that quote from Lammy was the one that got me. They said they would know how to use him. Mm-hmm. period, and a story, point blank. Absolutely. I'm going to pull it up here um, to riff on here as we as we talk. Uh, John, thank you for the super chat, my friend. He says, sign Eric Wilson, the linebacker, and Keanu Neal. I'm complete. Yeah, dude, we, uh, we're curious to see what happens with, with Eric Wilson. It would not surprise either of us, Zach, to see him land in Denver. Keanu Neal, before Kareem was cut, it was like, nah, you don't need him, right? You know, it's, I mean – yeah, beyond 2021, maybe it makes some sense. But now you did create a pretty serious hole, Zach, at at uh, safety. And I'll say strong safety, even though the way Fangio uses his safeties is kind of, you know, they're basically equals. They do the same things. They switch off and on. But still, you need a you need a safety presence now. And I know you're bringing back Trey Marshall as an as a, uh, exclusive rights free agent, but that only guarantees him a shot in training camp. He's not proven. No, and uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying there, Chad. Honestly, 100% of the way, I think uh, you have it. We're sharing a brain on that topic. Edward Keating, by the way, Edward, we're really stoked to have you on the show here in the very near future, uh, future my friend. He's, uh, and thank you for that very generous super chat, dog. He says, Lindsay's gone, and I have a feeling since Simmons ain't signed yet that we <clears throat> excuse me, are going to trade him and uh, picks for Deshaun Watson. What do you guys think? Thanks, Chad and Zach. Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag state of being. Appreciate you, my friend. 
Um, I don't think Simmons is getting traded. No, I don't. I think um, there's still a decent possibility, decent, that Deshaun Watson could land in Denver. We learned yesterday from Michael Lombardi, former NFL executive, former GM of the Browns. He's a Bill Belichick acolyte. He's uh, doing media now, I think, for The Athletic, if I'm not mistaken, Zach. But he said that the rumor he's hearing from his plugged-in circles is that Deshaun wants San Fran or Denver. Those are the two places he wants to go. But then you got to wonder, too, Zach, what's going on with these new um, – you know, we don't like to get into speculation on legal matters, but these uh, – comp- char- not charges, but uh, lawsuits that are being brought against him from uh, massage masu- – female masseuses that are claiming he did inappropriate stuff. Yeah, him and Robert Kraft. But I think that's a lot of, uh, I would say, malarkey in terms of the Deshaun Watson. It seems like a money grab. I'm, I'm not going to speculate. It could be something serious. I'm not taking that too much uh, uh, seriously. But Michael Lombardi, who I've talked about before, I really don't trust the source in this case. This is a guy who's a former GM for a reason. He's going on podcasts and TV shows and, and radio hits and saying all these things. He said that Deshaun Watson has narrowed his choices down to San Fran, like you said, or Denver. Is, is it any coincidence those are the two teams so far that have not made any quarterback moves? Apparently, he doesn't want to play for New York or Miami. It doesn't really matter who he wants to play for, though. The Texans still own his rights, Chad, even though he has no trade clause, and they would want the better draft pick. In that case, it would be the Jets, the number two overall pick compared to number nine overall. Even Carolina is more realistic because they have number eight overall. Uh, it could happen. I still think he will be traded eventually to Sean Watson, but I just don't think he's coming to Denver. I don't want to, I don't want to make the whole pod though. You know, another to Sean. Yeah. Chris P says, I've ch- and thank you for the super chat. Chris really means a lot to us, dog. You've really come on strong. I would say 2021, you've just been consistent, my friend. So we really appreciate it. Keep it up. You've, you're becoming a bona fide superstar in, uh, in MHH. He says, I've changed my mind. I think Watson is heading to Denver. So we'll see, my friend. I mean, right now it's all rumor and conjecture, but we shall see. And let me just say something about the safeties real quick. Keanu Neal, he's, he's injury. I don't think he's the long-term answer if the Broncos want to bring aboard a safety. They can re-sign Will Parks for, you know, a short-term contract. And I think the next safety, the starting safety is coming through the draft. So just to add on to that point, that's where I think they'll go at that spot. All right, let's get to this quote real quick. And John, keep, uh, keep the supers coming. Um, I want to get to this, what, what Cecil's had to say on this topic here. Uh, of course, Cecil Lammy of 104.3 The Fan, the one of the co-hosts of the Nick and Cecil show on uh, weeknights. Quote, I talked to enough people around the NFL to know that Philip Lindsay is going to get plenty of attention now that he's tendered original round RFA. One person today told me that the Chiefs would welcome Lindsay with open arms and, quote, know what to do with him, closed quote. So that's where the story came from. And Zach, where in that story is anything that would lead you to believe there's not a there's not some veracity, some kernels of truth to that? If I'm making a bold prediction now, and I hope it doesn't happen, I'm, <clears throat> I'm knocking on wood. Lindsey leaves Denver. He's going to go to an established offense. It's either going to be Kansas City. It's going to be San Francisco. It's, it's going to be, you know, New England. It's going to be Tampa Bay. Somewhere with either a, an established quarterback or and or an established system, like in Shanahan's case, or even in McDaniel's case in, in New England, it's a system that's established and, and proven that they can say, look, um, you know, we'll plug you in. We'll fit kind of tweak our scheme around you. I could see him doing it. Easy. I think it's going to happen. 
And Cecil, dude, listen, Cecil's been in this game a long time, all right? And he's especially plugged in on the scouting side of things, right? He's He t- knows the scouts around the league. He knows the draft Knicks. He's got a lot of contacts in this in this league and in this business. And, Zach, if he's hearing that about the Chiefs, I believe that it's not just smoke. There's some fire there. So, Broncos fans, be on guard. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, this is, you know, it's it's pretty much a rumor, it's speculation, but if Lammy passes it along, it's worth paying attention to. And a team that you didn't mention that I I agree with all the ones that you did, but Baltimore, can you imagine Lamar Jackson running those RPOs, running those, you know, those creative type runs, him in tandem with J.K. Dobbins? You put him in pretty much any system. You know, Andy Reid with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, that one-two punch, the same thing the Broncos have wanted to do for a long time, whether it's C.J. Anderson, Devontae Booker, Freeman and Phillip Lindsay. He would have that in Kansas City. I just think if he goes to a team, which I think he will, that has an established, creative, elite coaching staff, he will be used correctly, and I think he'll show the Broncos what they're missing. Levi, bona fide superstar in the house. Everyone now has gotten a chance to meet Levi, who was on the show very recently. Good to see you, my friend, and we appreciate you. He says, hey, fellas, let's get Simmons signed. I'm on the fence about Peyton's free agent acquisitions. Yeah, I mean, other than the decision to, to bring back Vaughn, which I think was the right call, barring a uh, you know restructure slash extension, pick, just picking up the option and seeing if he can bounce back. Because if Vaughn does bounce back, and st- let me put it this way, if Vaughn stays healthy, I think it's a relatively safe bet that he's going to bounce back. Is he going to bounce back to 2015 for Probably not. But all the all the buzz on Vaughn last summer, Zach, was that's what made it all the more tragic when he suffered that injury because, I mean, even Vic Fangio, who's big reason why the Broncos picked up that option on Vaughn, 
was like, look, George, this dude was a beast. He was set to have his biggest season as a pro yet, and then the injury bug. So as long as he stays healthy, he's gonna. He's, he, I think it's relatively safe to expect him to get right back into the double-digit sack land. But aside from Vaughn and Harris, and then obviously tendering Tim Patrick, tendering uh, Alexander Johnson, everything else up to this point, lukewarm. At the second level, at the second round level, tendering them when, and doing what with them what he wouldn't do with Philip Lindsay. Listen, I give Peyton a lot of credit for Kareem Jackson. I think he made the right move. And like we said on Monday's Potter, I said it's better to move on from a player a year too early than a year too late. And they can get much better at that spot. He was way expensive. In terms of Vaughn, I think that was the right call as well. Yes, he's expensive, but he's still Vaughn Miller. And a lot of fans seem to forgot about that. They, they said he, they were talking like he was Shane Wright. He's still Von Miller. He's a future Hall of Fame pass rusher and a first ballot one at that. And I think what the Broncos want to do, at least in this year, it being kind of an incumbent status quo transitional year, I think they want to see what Von Miller and Bradley Chubb can do together on the field in an improved defense with an improved secondary and improved front line, healthy together and wreaking havoc on opposing offenses. Aside from overpaying Darby, which is, to me, indisputable, and not tendering Philip Lindsay, I think Peyton's done pretty well for himself the first couple of days. Brandon, again, appreciate you, my friend, on the Super. He says, do you think that Elway is pulling strings? I really don't think too much. I think he's probably made a few recommendations early on. Uh, and Because what happens is, you know, the, the pro personnel department, they do the scouting, right, of the coming free agent class, and then they also have a section where – guys we think might be cap casualty types that we should be prepared for if they end up hitting the market, then they create a free agent big board, just like in the draft. And then they submit it to the GM. And I'm sure Elway has seen that very same submittals act, that same free agent big board. My guess would be that he probably made a few suggestions. And, and, um, but I think honestly, up to this point, my, my gut is that this has mostly been Peyton working in lockstep with Fangio. It might be naive on our part, but I'm right there with you. I think Elway has been what he said he was going to be, and that's a sounding board for George Payton. He's some... Uh, he's a figurehead in the Broncos building who knows the current roster. He put it together, and I think he's there for Peyton to come in and say, listen, I'm thinking about not tendering Philip Lindsay. How would you rate him? How did he do last year? How would you you know, associate him with this offense? And I think he gives him his advice, but by no means is Elway greenlighting these moves or having final say. I truly believe it's George Payton's baby, and he's uh, acting as such. Hey, real quick, gang, make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod, and our main account, at MileHighHuddle. You won't miss anything Bronco-related or pod-related if you have both those accounts followed. And my partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL, myself, at Chad N. Jensen, and our great producer, Buona Beast, on Twitter, at John K, that's K-A-Y-M-H-H, find him. Also, a quick reminder, we ended up, uh, we'll have to do this tomorrow night because I ended up spacing doing the the um, giveaway, like the the random selection for the Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page. So we'll we'll announce that tomorrow night. But uh, you can still get in on that. We haven't done the actual selection yet for what it's worth. So go to Facebook, open up uh, the app, search Huddle Up Podcast, like and follow the page, and you'll be automatically entered into those giveaways once a week for the foreseeable future. We're going to be giving away a shirt, a hat, a mug, something, little piece of MHH swag to a randomly selected a fan who's both following and liking that page. All right. Also guys, uh, we're middle of the week. It's already hump day. Time flies. That's the nature of the, of the beast. We're going to have this weekend more additional VIP 
premium video content for our supporters on Facebook. If you want in on uh, Kelberman's Corner, which is Sunday at noon, if you want in on the Trickle Zone, which is Saturday at noon, go to the Facebook page for Mile High Huddle. Click the big blue button, become a supporter. You're in like Flynn. Check out the merch store, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on, get a hack and a tee. And then if you're not in a position to do those things, we do ask you do these three things. All right, subscribe first and foremost. Number two, like this video, especially on Facebook and YouTube, guys. If you even remotely respect the effort we're putting in for you, at least like the video. You have no idea how much that helps us. And if you really appreciate what we're doing, the litmus test for us is number three. Share it out there and help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded, passionate, hardcore, dedicated Broncos fans just like you. All right, John, let's um, – I'm, I'm pretty current here, uh, so perfect. David Kilgore, been waiting patiently, a superstar. We had the uh, privilege of having him on the show just a few weeks ago. It was great to, to talk to you then, David. Appreciate you, man. He says, since we have not got a veteran quarterback, you guys think that Watson might still be in play for the Broncos? I think he's in play. It's just a, it's just a, to a question of degrees. I thought it was interesting, Zach. Um, John McClain, of course, of the Houston Chronicle, he's Houston's Mike Kliss, right? He said that the Houston Texans haven't said that they're not going to trade Deshaun Watson since January. And so to him, that means they're planning on trading him. So we'll see. I mean, at this point, Zach, it's pure speculation. It's still pure, pure, pure speculation and rumor, but it's still in the wind. It could happen. Right. The longer the Broncos don't go signing or acquiring a veteran quarterback and the longer that Deshaun Watson goes without being traded, obviously keeps the Broncos in contention for him. I just still think it's kind of unrealistic, depending on what they're asking Houston, that Peyton is going to meet that asking price. In my mind, though, Chad, what was really almost improbable or impossible a couple weeks ago is now starting to creep up on me. The idea of Peyton maybe drafting a quarterback at number nine or, you know, moving back in the first round and taking a quarterback, I think that's more likely, even though it's still unlikely overall, I think that's more likely uh, than Broncos uh, acquiring Deshaun Watson. But until one of those situations is resolved, there's always going to be the possibility. All right, here's one from John Houston again. Thank you, brother. Literally got a Philip Lindsay jersey for Christmas. You know what? Even if Lindsay walks, which I think that's that's the way the momentum's rolling. Philip Lindsay is always going to own a special place in Broncos history and a special place, I think, in the heart of the fans. Even if he defects Zach and goes to like Kansas City or the Raiders or the freaking Chargers, he's always going to have that special place in, in, in fans' hearts. And not just because he's a former Bronco, but because he's a Denver original, right? right. Grows up in Denver, plays at CU in Boulder, goes on to play for the Broncos, and doesn't just go on to play for the Broncos. This dude was an unprecedented dynamic producer for this team, a star. All right. Never before has an undrafted rookie uh, gone on to a pro bowl in his, in their first season as a rookie. It's never happened before. So Lindsay checks that box and then, Hey, guess what's also never happened before. No undrafted running back has ever rushed for a thousand yards back to back seasons to open their career. Lindsay's like, here, hold my beer. Boom. Done. Right. And then the Broncos go, yeah, Melvin Gordon. So that's all aside. Let's put let's put that aside. He's always going to have that special place, I think, in everyone's heart. So you're, I think, your jersey man. Look, if I owned a jersey of Philip Lindsay, I'd just be planning on putting that sucker in a shadow box and putting it on the wall because he is. You know, I've I've been a fan my whole life of the Denver Broncos. As someone covering the team, he is one of my top five players to cover uh, for the Denver Broncos all time. 
Yes, that's extremely well said. And I think a lot of Broncos fans or the majority of Broncos country should respect what Philip Lindsay has done for the team. If this is, is indeed his last offseason with the organization. And I think it is. He's always going to be, and he should be a fan favorite. And you know what? A lot of Broncos fans still had love and still respected Chris Harris Jr. after he left and joined the Chargers. If, let's say, Lindsey leaves and joins the Chiefs or the Patriots, you got to give him credit for what he accomplished. I mean, to go from undrafted, six-string, work his way up to starter, Pro Bowl, thousand-yard guy, living in his parents' house. I mean, he was truly the one of the biggest success underdog stories in Broncos history and recent NFL history. And and like you said, covering this team, Chad, from a professional standpoint, I will always be a Philip Lindsay fan. I will always root for him. Plus, plus, I mean, that cool anecdote that just adds to the legend of him saying, getting the, hey, guess what? You made the team. You're on the 53. Pick a jersey. Here's what's available to you. He's like, mm, 30. <laughs> nah, better call TD. Gets on the phone, calls Terrell Davis, and gets approval, right? Gets the rubber stamp from a Hall of Fame guy. That just adds to the to the class act that Philip Lindsay is. You know, he's been done dirty. I'm sorry, guys, but that's just the truth. Jeremy, dude, thank you, wow. bro. That's amazing. What a very generous, generous super chat. Thank Not you. the first time that uh, Black Knight 232 has, has shown that level of generosity to the channel, to our show. So, Jeremy, I hope you know we love you. We appreciate you. And I think the last uh, correspondence we had, your, you got your, your new device. So let's get a book, dude. Let's figure out when you're going to be on the show. Because you and I have talked in person on the phone before, but we've never had you on the show. So we look forward to that. Let us know when that's going to work for you. This, he says here, Zach, uh, my free agency grade for Peyton for the Broncos so far, B-. minus. Let's draft a quarterback in the first round instead of trading for Watson. I'm thinking that we'll be turning the roster over after this season. Well, here's – I feel you. But, Zach, here's the thing to consider, and Jeremy, you as well, or anyone with this point of view. If Vic Fangio is indeed a, a lame duck uh, head coach, which he is, right? If the Broncos don't win this year, and no rookie quarterback, I'm sorry, is going to help the Bron- make be the difference between the Broncos either not making the playoffs or making the playoffs, very few exceptions to that rule, then guess what? Now you got to go out and hire a new coaching staff, and that guy that you drafted in round one isn't this new coach's guy. you got to basically try and like you know force that pair bond to happen, and it doesn't work out too often for NFL teams. There are some exceptions. Like, you know, I can think of the L.A. Rams when Sean McVay arrived to kind of salvage the Jared Goff pick. There are a few examples of it working out, but it does. Most of the time, it doesn't. You know, it also doesn't work out most of the time. A a GM being saddled with an incumbent head coach and not being able to pick his own head coach in his first year. So the Broncos have a weird, unique arrangement as it is. And Jeremy, I'm first of all, thank you so much again. That's so completely generous of you. But I'm seriously, I'm not quite a hundred percent there yet. But it's creeping up on me that feeling that maybe number nine, if Trey Lance is there, or they go to Mac Jones Pro Day and they're impressed with him. There is a chance now, and it's kind of growing in my mind, more likely than a Deshaun Watson trade that Peyton can pull the trigger because he has no loyalty to Fangio. Let's be honest, Chad. He's worried about his own job and building the Broncos sustainably for the long haul. If Vic Fangio is a friendly fire or a casualty because of that, then so be it. If a quarterback is there that he thinks he can win with for the next 10 years, 5, 10 years, I think he would pull that trigger on him at a reduced cost compared to a Deshaun Watson. Real quick, uh, John and Jeremy, thanks, bro. Love you, buddy. Uh, let me grab this from Josh, who's been waiting patiently, and then we're going to grab Dave. Uh, Josh, good to see you, my friend. It's really been a joy having you in the community, especially the uh, 
the uh, things you and I have in common, right? With the, the music we like, but uh, appreciate you, man. He says, I hate to see how Lindsay is being treated. The kid has a damn good story coming up and has done nothing but succeed when he was used correctly. Shake my head. We feel you, man. It's, it really is mystifying and frustrating. And I wish I could tell you I understood it, but I, other than just the cold hearted way of the NFL, the business, Gary, thank you for the stars. Other than, you know, just, it doesn't have to be that way though. It really doesn't. I could understand if Philip Lindsay uh, either was, you know, hadn't performed or had a couple of years under his belt where it was like last year, but it was one year where he was pretty consistently injured. And if you ask him, it has a lot to do with how he was used, you know, up the gut, up the gut, boom, right. boom. 25 uh, carries later, we'll give you like a, you know, a pull or a trap. We'll do something to try and get you on the edge, but don't hold your breath. How about a toss or a screen pass? I mean, how many did we see overall last year from Pat Shermer? And the comment from Josh there was spot on. The preface, what he, the condition that when used correctly, he's done nothing but succeed. And that's why he did so well in 2018. And credit to the Broncos coaching staff. They got the ball in his hands in space. They got the ball to the outside and let him do what he does best. And that's make plays with his speed and his shiftiness. They went away from that last year and the year before actually and ran Philip Lindsay like he was. Royce Freeman, like he was a 230-pound running back. He is not that. That's what I'm telling you guys. If he, if, if or when he goes to a team with a coaching staff like a Sean McVay or you know a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, he is going to ball out. And again, I cannot wait to see that. Dave from Georgia, good to see you, brother. Did we uh, set up the time for you to come on? I know that um, we talked about it, but I just just so I don't forget, real quick. We got Ed Keating next week. The week after I'm on vacation, we don't have a book. Then it's Mark Langley on the 7th. Dave, what about the 14th or 21st? Uh, let me know because I know we you emailed me. Did we lock down a date? Just remind me, dude, and I'll put it in my phone because if we did, I forgot to put it in my phone, and that we need, to, we need to check that box. So let me know. Appreciate you, dog. He says, the over-under on how many game-killing fumbles Gordon has next year, hashtag Broncos, hashtag state of, uh, state of being. I would say uh, two two would be the over-under problem. How many bottles of wine? Two? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Touche. Um, all right, real quick, John. Uh, so we went from Dave, we need Tony, D.A. Dub. And um, hold on, it's doing – the stream just jumped on me real quick. We got a lot to get to, though, so we got to kind of rapid fire because we don't miss a superstar here. Uh, we got Tony D.A. Dub, Muhammad. We got Muhammad. Uh, Christy, burn the guitarist, Christian. We got Mark. We need Tony G, Crudum, Willie, K-Hop, Anthony, uh, Brandon again, Gavin, Michaela, and then we're, we're about where we need to be, so FYI. Tony, good to see you, bro. Keenum does not look so bad. Now, after all the backups making bank, LOL, what targets left do you guys like at this point? Um, well, if you're talking quarterback, for me, it's really only Alex Smith. For me, you know, Zach and I don't perfectly share a brain on Alex Smith, but for what's left, I mean, the quarterback right. market has really settled, Zach. And I, I mean, you can interpret that one of three ways, all right? Either Peyton did not like this free agent quarterback class, which wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. Or he really loves Drew a lot more than is being led on, or at least is planning on rolling with Drew, is more committed to that than has been led on. Or 
it's quarterback or bust in the first round. It's one of those three things. Yeah, we kind of differ on Alex Smith, but we definitely agree he's the best of the bunch, and it's not even close. But one quarterback, and I put this out on Twitter yesterday, one quarterback that no one's really talking about that could be signed right now today is Nick Mullins from the Niners. Again, he's young but experienced. He's groomed by Kyle Shanahan, which we all know he's you know it's Kyle Shanahan. And he'd come so much cheaper than an Andy Dalton who got $10 million, whatever he got, $12 million. Tyrod Taylor, these quarterbacks, Jameis Winston, these backup types, Fitzpatrick, they're all getting between 10 and $12 million. I really don't want that for a guy who might not play next year if Locke kind of balls out. So Nick Mullins is an option, but failing that, it's a Deshaun Watson trade, a trade in the, or a draft pick, or a trade on the open market for someone like, and I hope not, God do I hope not, Gardner Minshew. I don't want I still don't understand any pull whatsoever to Gardner Minshew if your quarterback is Drew Luck. You know, if you had a more proven, established quarterback and Gardner Minshew is available to you, by the way, you got to trade if you want Gardner Minshew. But if he's available to you, okay, bring him in as like a backup with maybe a hint of some upside. But as a fail safe, he's not a fail safe. He's the antithesis of a fail safe. George, man, top rope indeed. Wow. Thank Good you. To see you. Wow. Good to see you, man. Thank you. Um, give our best to Jasmine. Hope everything's going good in your neck of the woods. By the way, that's George's daughter. Uh, single dad. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Props to you, my friend. I can't even imagine that. So uh, good to see you. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you, Doc. He says, in from the top rope, I don't want Watson. Give me one more year with Locke. I hope Denver matches any team that gives Lindsay a contract. Considering how young the team is and all the injuries uh, last season, 
George Payton needs to see what he really has in this team. So George is all about Zach Drew one last year. And I don't think it's a blind, like this is a good example of a fan. I don't think it's blind support for Drew. It's not a Drew Locke stand. All right. This is a guy that just says, look, you've gone this far with Drew. Go one last, we brought back Fangio. You're bringing back Shermer. One last go around on the, on the old merry go round, And then you'll know. And if it's uh, no dice, then Peyton really is getting to start over from scratch. Pick of the litter this time next year. It doesn't matter anyway. If he wins, that's great. If he loses, the Broncos lose this year, Peyton's safe anyway. It's a honeymoon season. It doesn't matter what he does, but I thought going in, he would want to take one last look at the incumbent and see what he can do given a proper circumstance. And uh, he talked up Locke quite a bit. He saw him every day in the facility. It still could very well be that. They could be making a move right now behind the scenes for a quarterback, for a veteran like Again, God forbid a Garner Minshew, but we don't really know until the draft rolls around because any Deshaun Watson deal will be consummated before April 28th because of draft picks and the compensation. So we will know in about five weeks who the Broncos week one quarterback will be. All right, we got a very generous super from the queen of MHH, some bona fide, bona fide MHH Mount Rushmore superstars in the house tonight, including the queen. Thank you, Christy. You know how much we love you and appreciate all your contributions to MHH Canon. And it's not just a super chat. It's, I mean, every single pod, she's even chipped in on one of our best-selling T-shirts on the merch store, Zach, the, the shirt she designed. And she's just great, man. We, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much, Christy. She says, everyone wants their opinion to be the opinion that sticks. Obviously, that can't happen, and really nobody knows what will. The whole point in being a fan is to cheer on our team together. Thanks for keeping it real, guys. Much love to you. Thank you, Christy. It's true. I mean, you have to root for the player whose number is on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back of the jersey. I know it's a cliche and people kind of are sickened by hearing that, but if Locke is the quarterback for 2021, regardless of how you feel about him personally, root for him to succeed because that would mean the Broncos will succeed. I think it's a fairly simple um, mindset to have. That's like last year, you know, when we had our misgivings about the Melvin Gordon signing, we weren't sitting here watching every game, like on pins and needles, hoping he fumbled. Exactly. exactly. We wanted him right. to prove us wrong, that it was the best decision for the team. And the same goes for like, you know, right now with Ronald Darby, where I'm a little bit lukewarm. I've warmed up on it. I want that dude to be the next freaking Aqib Tlaib, you know, transplant that goes on to have an even better career at the next place. Chad, you know, everyone knows, including you, how I feel and felt about Joe Flacco. But when he was first acquired, no, I did not think it would work out well for the Broncos, but I wasn't actively rooting for him to fail. I wasn't actively rooting for the Broncos to fail so he would get replaced. I was still rooting for him to do well because it meant the Broncos would do well. I, I think it's just very common sense. I'm surprised people who don't, uh, I'm surprised that people who don't adopt that mindset. All right, we got one here from. Zach, a.k.a. Burn, comma, the guitarist. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. Wow, we got a running back that averaged five yards per carry last season. Much needed to fill the hole in the foot that we shot. (laughs) Yeah, from the running back that you're basically moving on from that averages five yards per carry. They went in front of a hospital and shot themselves in the foot. So it, it, it's like they were prepared to lose one running back and replace them with literally the same caliber of player. It's a one-for-one swap, except that Mike Boone is cheaper and he's less proven. I, I, 
it must be Atomic Man signing, Chad, that, that the job power that he wields inside Dove Valley, he might have campaigned for Mike Boone to come on down. I, we do not know. All right, here's Christian. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you for that super chat. You have become a bona fide superstar, so thank you, my friend. Reach out to us. Shoot us an email. Let's get you a T-shirt. Uh, the time has come. And by the way, when you get that T-shirt, we need the selfie when you get it, all right? Shoot that to us. He says, with all these free agent quarterbacks flying off um, the board, does this show more or less conf- more or less confidence in luck? And do you guys see Watson uh, wants to come to San Francisco or here? Did you see that? Yeah, we did see it. I do think that it actually, again, it's one of three things. And one of those three things is he likes he has a lot more confidence in Locke as the option this year. Doesn't mean he's like true blue believer, thinks Locke's gonna be the man, but he at least has said, look, there's enough there that I think it's in our best interest to roll with Locke this year and be confident in that. I'm more inclined to lean that way. I mean, MHH had the opportunity to talk with uh, Jim Mora, you know, former NFL head coach, former head coach in, in a Division One Pac-12 UCLA, doing NFL draft and college anal- uh, analysis for ESPN Sports Illustrated. He thinks pick nine, Zach, is wide open for – and he knows Vic Fangio, right, because his dad – Jim Morris Sr., right, uh, was Vic Fangio's boss and really did a lot to help advance Vic Fangio's career back around the time Peyton Manning entered the league and Vic uh, was the defensive coordinator in Indy. He knows Vic very, very well. He's talked to Vic, and he thinks it's a crapshoot. Like, Peyton could – he could go any any given direction. And when I hear that, Zach, I'm not I, – I think I go away from quarterback. I'm thinking that it's not going to be quarterback. But it's also, if that's the case, Peyton's doing what's in the best interest of Denver is keeping his options open. Is not like Kenneth, the expression he used earlier, is negotiating or competing against themselves. If they don't have to sign an Alex Smith, they don't have to. If they don't have to trade for Watson right now, they don't have to. If they don't have to fully commit to Drew Locke right now, they don't have to. They can take this fluidly as it goes along, where even up until April 28th, the first round of the draft, if Trey Lance is on the board, they can make up their minds in that second. Okay, we're on the Lance bandwagon. He's going to be your future, and Locke is in is in the rear view now. So um, I do still think it'll be Locke, but all options are open right now, and that's what you should want from your general manager for your team at this stage of the offseason. Well said, Tony G. Hey, man, thank you for that super sticker, my friend. Seriously, means a lot to us, and, uh, I mean, it all it all adds up. So thank you, my dog. All right, let me check here while John's getting another one queued up. Let's grab Hugh G reaction. Oh, let me just grab it real quick, John. I don't um, think you want to say it correctly, Chad. <laughs> oh, I got it. Okay, yeah, you're right. Thank you, dude. You saved me. See That's what I do. I think this was a um, low key soft soft uh, like troll, hoping that I would Crazy. say it. I get I get caught on this, dude. I, I get caught. So Hugh, you almost got me, dog. Better than it being a hard troll. Timetable on when I'll get a quarterback. And if we don't get Alex Smith, then who would you mind as our QB hedge? Uh, Honestly, at this point, and by the way, you reach out, connect with us on Twitter. Appreciate that super chat. Welcome. Stick around. You're not a name, obviously, we recognize here. So thank you. But uh, if it's not Alex Smith, I mean, I'm not, I don't believe in Mitchell Trubisky at all, especially as a fail safe. Uh, For me, it'd be more about, well, let's maybe, uh, you know, let's maybe Brett Rippon's our backup in 2021. I mean, mm. if you're rolling with Drew, who else is out there that makes any sense whatsoever that's actually attainable for the Broncos as that failsafe? 
No, I mean, I'm thinking off the top of my head, it's Alex Smith and, and then literally nothing else on the open market. I think like Colt McCoy's out there and Flacco's out there. The trade market, I mean, you can go after someone like Gardner Minshew. I, I don't advocate for that at all. Or you can roll with Locke as your starter, or you can draft a guy, or you can trade for Watson. But I'm still saying the more the time that goes on with the Broncos unsettling their quarterback situation until they make that move or if they make that move for a veteran, it's really leading me to believe that the next quarterback will come through the draft. I mean, that's the only, I don't see Rippon as the backup this year. I, I just don't see him as a number two. I don't see him fitting anything the Broncos want to do this year. And he doesn't have the upside of the ceiling to keep the Broncos afloat. If something were to happen with Locker, if he, if his play nosedived. So I don't know. It's definitely fluid right now. All right, John. Uh, was it Willie? I think you had Willie queued up. Go ahead and grab him. And while you're while you're doing that, whoops. Let me uh, share screen this real quick here. Uh, thank you, Willie. By the way, dude, means a lot. You're a stud. He says, not gonna lie, I'm super salty about Lindsay. Yeah, you could probably tell we are <laughs> we are as well, my friend. I mean, we've we don't pull any punches, and especially on something that from a I mean, righteous indignation, righteous anger. I mean, it's it's BS the way he's getting done. I don't blame anyone who's upset about Lindsey, and I don't blame anyone who's kind of, you know, lashing out against the Broncos for doing him dirty, not just this year, but last year as well with the Melvin Gordon signing, not paying your guy who's done well for you, but giving an outside guy, a former rival, $8 million a year. It's just, Dude, I thought, I, I thought Terod signed. He did. That's he's, not current. Okay, so let me just look. A.J. McCarron, pretty Pass. sure he's still unsigned. As you mentioned, Colt McCoy, RG3, I mean, has This is the off- saddest class of quarterbacks I have ever seen. It's a collection of failed talent. Look at this. Uh, Nate Sudfeld is not a failsafe. Um, maybe Ryan Griffin, uh, not a failsafe. Blaine Gabbard is like the least safe failsafe. Geno Smith, same. Mike Lennon, same. There's a Vikings quarterback. I, I recommended him. I did an article about Mannion. him a couple months ago. Yeah. Mannion, yeah. Yeah. Mannion. I uh, got a chance to scout him up close and personal at the Senior Bowl the year he came out. But he doesn't really have much NFL experience. So if you're right. going to go with him, you might as well go with Brett and save your save the money, uh, et cetera. Recruit him. Go ahead, Zach. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, was, I thought you were going to go down the list. But C.J. Beathard, he's an Iowa guy, you know, pro-style familiarity. He could be an True. option, comes from Shanahan system, but there's not yeah. a lot out there right now. It's pretty slim pickings. Man, recruit him. You have just been phenomenal. It's been so great to get to know you what little bit we have in this uh, in the super chats and in the comments. And um, but you've really come on strong and and established yourself with authority, my friend, as a superstar. It'd be fun to get you on the show. If you ever want to come on the show, reach out to us. All right. Let us know and we'll set up a time. He says, quick plug. I got my Manscaped package with the huddle code at a boy, dude. Thank you. Greatest grooming product I've personally used. I ordered my MHH swag. I'm excited to rep for Denver and the football priests all in one. How likely is it that we trade back now? Dude, Crudum, checks in the mail, dog. All right. Your commission is coming. All right. Trust. Thank no, you. No, for real. Thank you, my friend. It means a lot to us. Seriously, it means a lot to us. When you get your swag, or maybe you've already gotten it, when you do get it, send us that profile pic. We'll give you some love on MHH Instagram and Facebook. And uh, yeah, that's that's awesome, dude. Let us know also about coming on the show. But how likely is it, Zach, that the Broncos trade back now? 
Someone asked me on Twitter yesterday, because uh, there was a report that the Broncos uh, were, were uh, sniffing around. I believe it was Michael Davis from Los Angeles. They wanted to sign two cornerbacks, and I was asked, if they Correct. do sign two corners, would it mean that Caleb Farley's off the board? What would be more likely Micah Parsons, number nine? In that scenario, I think the more likely outcome is a trade back. And George Payton, like we've been mentioning, Chad, the last couple months now, has left those breadcrumbs and, and leading us to believe that he wants to stack those picks. And if they sign another corner or acquire another corner, he's not pigeonholed into going for a Farley, going for a Sertan, going for a J.C. Horn. He can really have flexibility. And if his guy's not there, if his guy is Trey Lance and he's not there, he could move back. He can move back and get a J.C. Horn. He can move back and get a Zayvon Collins. I believe... That is the more likely outcome than anything else. The Broncos moving back in round one, more so than drafting a quarterback. All right, so superstar alert, Drew here. We got you on deck for Monday night, right? This coming Monday. So we look forward to that, my friend. Appreciate the the super chat. As always, much love to you, Doc. He says, pick your running back. One has 379 yards in three seasons. The other has 2,500 <laughs> and a Pro Bowl in that time. Yeah. Preach. Preach. We feel you, dog. We feel you for sure. Uh, K-Hop, thanks for the super Thank sticker. You. Hey, you, right back at you. I don't know if we're saying that correctly, but appreciate that, my friend. Thank you. Um, Primetime Puma. Priest, did you see the money that Booker got? Shake my head, but Lindsay not worth 2 to $3 million. Come on. From the, from the Raiders, the contract that Booker – I don't know what he I got. I think that's what – Let's see. Uh, I don't know of any current running backs be- besides Devontae. He did pretty well last year. I mean, he showed out against Denver in one of those games. but uh, He signed a one-year million-dollar contract with the Raiders. That was – I want to say that was last year, right? So is he – yeah, that was last year's deal. He's I don't think 29. he signed either. No, 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 no. He is, he is signed. So he's got a uh, – here, let me read this um, quote. Devontae Booker signed a two-year contract with the Giants on March 16th. Contract value. I did not even see that. Wow. I didn't either. Five and a half million with two million guaranteed. Wow. Earn an additional 500K through rushing performance incentives. So he's going to average, you know, almost 3 million a year on a two-year deal. And he's only 29. And you know what? He showed last year that he's got some chops. He really got to kind of flex on his receiving skills. He can pound the rock, but he's a, Really good pass down back. I don't know how much he's going to like Jason Garrett's offense, but I didn't even realize that he joined New York. Well, that's that's surprising. And again, you know, there's still some value in the NFL for running backs, and I don't think it's disputable that uh, Philip Lindsay has more talent. Take away the the pass catching woes. To me, Philip Lindsay is a way more talented runner than Devontae Booker, and Devontae Booker still got a multi year contract, and Philip Lindsay can't even get a second round tender. It just adds to that narrative to me even more. Most definitely. Anthony, thanks, my brother. Good to see you. Really appreciate the support. He says, what's up, my guys? Just want to drop in and show some love. This free agency feels a little weird this year, but I do got a feeling Denver has something big in store for us. Denver Broncos for life. Hey, man, appreciate it. And if they do, the only thing it could be at this stage is some kind of tectonic trade for Deshaun Watson. But again, careful what you wish for, my dog. Careful what you wish for. A trade for Watson or a quarterback selection in round one. I believe those things are on the table still. Zach, we really do have to uh, speed it up yeah. here and go like super discipline. Supersonic, yes. Brandon, man, that's your third super chat tonight. Thank you, dog. Thank you. 
Who in free agency uh, do you want to sign for the defensive line? Um, well, let's take a look at the D-line real quick. Let's see who else is out there. Um, Demarcus Walker. I'm bringing him back. I, w- I would agree. I know people, some some of our great colleagues even, that uh, no, I want to take quarterback off. Hold on. Um, All he did was make plays, and he was flourishing last year. And, again, you put him on that line with Draymond and Shelby. You got yep. Vaughn, Chubb coming back. That secondary, I mean, he can be a beast and really live up to that second-round billing. Okay, so here's a quick rundown. Okay. Um, Quan Short not Tyrone still- Crawford. For sure not. Quan Short is still available. And he he's 32, I guess. So, nah. Uh, and Domican's out there still. Daquan Jones still out there. Let's see. Quentin Jefferson. Uh, maybe. Uh, where is – did Rankin sign? He's out there. That's my guy right here. Go go see what it would take to get this dude signed up. Sheldon Rankins. I like him. Um, Shamar Steven is a guy that Peyton knows, former Viking. Corey Peters uh, is kind of interesting. Corey Peters, a former former Cardinal. Uh, Danny Shelton, you know, basically a year-by-year mercenary. You know, he gets one-year deals left was, and right. Wasn't he a Browns first-rounder? First round pick, yeah. Another guy I got to scout up up close uh, at the at the Senior Bowl. Really down to earth, humble cat. Talked to him quite a bit. Very very good guy, but just hasn't really been able to cut it in the league. Um, a lot Derek of names Wolf. out there. Yeah, he got a new contract from Bob Baltimore. So good, good for, him. for him, dude. That's great. I love seeing that. Um, Christian Covington, nah. Uh, well, former Broncos there and Kerr and uh, Pecco. Yeah, indeed. Damon Harrison snacks Harrison's on the open market. That's wild to me. That guy was like the premier nose tackle when he was with the Jets and the Giants. Yeah. It's amazing how far, you know, how fast their careers fall off. If you were doubtful on Purcell, then maybe you sign him depending on what he wants. But you you've got the the no the the run stuffing, you know, gap plugging zero one technique nose tackle. Uh Gavin, thank you, dog. Appreciate you. You're another cat that's really come on strong of late, and uh, it's been great. Keep it up, man. He says, what's up, guys? I think we are going to regret when Lindsey leaves and starts to go off on another team. I know we will. Will the Broncos actually regret that? I don't know. No, it's okay because Mike Boone's here now, so no worries. Rello Takeover in the house. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you. Wants to know what our grade would be on Peyton so far. Uh, what was it? I think on on Monday after those two signings, I think I was like a C plus, and since then they they bounced uh, they bounced Kareem. They're basically bouncing Lindsey, re-signed Vaughn, and now uh, Boone. I'm still sticking with about a C plus, dude. Honestly, so far, you know, maybe that changes. I hope it changes, you know, through uh, retrospect, right? A year or two down the road, but that's where I'm at now. Yeah, I was going to say C plus, B minus somewhere in that range. It might be a little generous to give them a B minus, but this is like in school where you have a lot of little quizzes, a little, you know, busy work. The, the, the weight of his grade is going to be determined by what he does at quarterback this offseason in the next month or so. Is he going to stay with Drew Locke? Is he going to make that trade for Watson? Is he going to pick up someone like Alex Smith or Garner Minshew? Is he going to draft a guy? His grade overall, and ask us again on April 29th. That's what yeah. it will be determined on. Michaela, good to see you. Really appreciate you talk about a superstar in the house. She wants to know, what is your opinion about Deshaun Watson being accused of the indecent indecent conduct in two civil lawsuits? So, you know, we got to stray away from speculation, Michaela, 
Um, but here's what I'll tell you is Deshaun Watson, you know, sometimes you hear like these horror stories of like, you know, the serial killer who got caught and the people next door never would have guessed. This guy was the nicest guy, went to church every Sunday. No way you would ever know that the you hear that. All right. But I take those type of little anecdotal uh, stories, grain of salt. Deshaun Watson, to me, that doesn't really seem to fit his character, but you never know. You never know. But for now, it's an unfounded, it's all unfounded. So no one should be running to any conclusion, whether you believe it or don't believe it, like let it play out. But it tells you a lot that the first thing they did was throw a, they wanted a settlement from a a six-figure settlement before they even responded or even before it went to court. So that tells you a lot about the veracity and the motivations of this report. It's not necessarily someone looking for justice. At least that's the implication for someone saying here, we're not even going to put this before a judge yet. If you'll give us, you know, a quarter of a million bucks, you got to question the motives a little bit when that was the tactic, according to Watson. That's what I was going to say. That's coming from him. So we don't really know the full story. I tend to believe this was kind of a money grab. This is kind of uh, much ado about nothing. A smear campaign, as John Roberts said. I do. I did read, though, that Watson has retained Rusty Harden as his attorney, who is one of the better attorneys, and I believe he's going to get him off in this situation. So I, th- I think he'll be okay. Sweet comment here from uh, another level. Appreciate what y'all do each week. It's the only place I tune in for my Broncos news. Thank you, Doc. All I got to say is, when was the last time either of you did a desk pop? Hashtag Dirty Mike and the boys. Hashtag I'm a peepcock. You got to let me fly. Dude, thanks for uh, from one the other guy's fan to another. Thank you for that, Doc. See, this, this type of stuff is the spice of life for yours truly. I love that, dude. Great movie. Great movie. Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell. I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. I can see it in my hand right now. I can hear it. Great movie. They're not all first round picks. All right. Another level. Flute Guy Games. Good to see you, man. Appreciate you. So say we don't sign a veteran quarterback and we don't get Watson, then what do we do? Do we draft someone to battle Drew or do we rock with Rippon? I don't think we need to take one in the first, but what are some options? Uh yeah, so, so let me leave that up for a second. So, Zach, what do we do if you if you don't get Watson, you don't sign the vet? Well, that tells you that that the plan is Drew. If they do that, it means the plan all along was Drew, and so you're, they're not taking the quarterback at round one under this. Um, as he said, I don't think we take one in the first. I don't either. So what you do is you roll with Rippin. See if someone gets spit out at some point around the NFL. You know, their cap casualties occur throughout the whole NFL calendar, and if not, you know, I think Pat Shermer loves Brett Rippin. Brett Rippin is like the coach's dream because he just is so he's so solid between the years. You know, he just attacks it and masters the scheme, knows all the nomenclature. Like he's just a very handy dude to be around. Maybe that's how it ends up shaking out. Zach is it's drew and ripping round two. I'd be stunned if that was the, the setup for this season. You know what though? It's, it's worth wondering. And I thought for sure, Chad, the Broncos would be in the market for a veteran quarterback. We've heard all the reports. They want to saddle lock with competition or someone to be a mentor. We thought it could be Fitzpatrick or Andy Dalton, or maybe still Alex Smith, but they haven't really made any moves. Obviously they haven't been linked to anyone, you know, uh, you know, reputably, reputably, we don't know what they're going to do yet. And it says to me something interesting, maybe a little conspiratorial, but like, this inactivity comes after they went to the Trey Lance Pro Day. 
And Trey Lance had a really good pro day and he took a contingent of Broncos scouts and Broncos front office people there. I just, maybe there's something to it. I, I might be wrong. I have been wrong before, but the longer this goes without a resolution, I just don't think Rippon is going to be the guy to back lock up based on every single thing we've heard from people inside and outside the organization. Jess, thank you for that super chat, brother. Good to see one of our longstanding superstars. He says, throw the ball on every play. If Lindsay leaves, we feel you, dude. We feel you. <laughs> I, I love the, the pettiness. Hey, man, you know, it's and the emotion is real. Lindsay's a, Lindsay's a stud. Uh, Orange Crush 7, a newer name on the Super Chat. Connect with us on Twitter, my welcome, friend. Welcome. welcome. Thank you. We really do got to uh, bustle through these remaining Supers. Lindsay will wind up being another Shaq Barrett. They'll regret letting him get away. I already can't stand Fangio and Shermer. I hope Peyton doesn't add to that list. We agree with you on the likelihood of him going wherever he lands. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Doing well. Because you know they're going to have a plan for him. The Broncos don't want to plan for him. Why? What? Why? 
a good coordinator, even though he's not a traditional RB1 workhorse, a good coaching staff will find a way to get him on the field. Like a Darren Sproles, he was never a traditional running back, but he had longevity for how many years in the NFL, Chad? Philadelphia, New Orleans, whatever he did, he had two elite coaching staffs using him to his best abilities. That's what Philip Lindsay can be, but the Broncos don't want that. It's baffling. All right, real quick, John, we need the great brows. We need Jason. I don't have uh, access to them. The stream jumped. There's Jason Whittingham, uh, Whittington. Thank you, my friend. That's another newer name on Super, so connect Welcome. with us on Twitter. Welcome. Thank you, my dog. Um, the great Browse, I think. Bros? Browse? Browse? It's got to be Browse. Um, while you're finding that, let me grab um, John Houston. Literally. Thank you, John. Again, literally see no point taking a quarterback at nine, not really ha- uh, giving Fangio a fair last stand to win. Also, so a rookie quarterback can learn back-to-back uh, years new playbooks. Also, you're going to give him more than two years to develop. All great points, dude. I feel you on that. I literally share a brain perfectly with you on all of those points. Then again, fairness has no place in the NFL, as evidenced by the Philip Lindsay, you know, the situation there. Peyton's, Peyton's loyalty is not to Vic Fangio. Peyton's loyalty is to the Denver Broncos. And if his quarterback is there based on what he feels about that pick and he feels about that quarterback, he will take him. So I don't, I still don't think it's likely, but it's definitely on the table. Yes. Um, John, I'm going to grab this Brandon one real quick while you're finding uh, the browse. Um, appreciate it. That's what for I'm, I'm losing count Brandon. Thank you for your freaking support, dude. It's blowing our mind. Thank you, dog. Uh, what about uh, Mark's, Miat, what is that? Miat, Miato, uh, Marks, Zach, I need you. I, I don't know. I'm tapping out for this one. Brandon, uh, clarify. Too? Maybe, <laughs> maybe a typo. Clarify. We'll get it before we dip out. Uh, the great browse, another newer name. Connect on on Twitter. Welcome. Thank you. Is there any possibility we get Watson and not sell the whole team for him? I also am frustrated that Phil is not getting any respect compared to Melvin. Um, I think the closer you get to the draft, yeah, I mean, I think that there's a decent – there's reason to believe that the closer you get to the draft, Zach, the more the price will come down because the desperation of Houston will probably start to climb and increase because, yeah, you can say, oh, we want to play hardball and, look, no skin off our teeth if he wants to hold out because then he has to pay back the bonus – yeah, that, that's all fine and dandy, but you still don't have a plan at quarterback. Whereas if you just deal him and get it out of the way, move on, get it off your plate, now you just brought in this hall of capital that you could ostensibly, one of some of that used to get that next quarterback, whether it is Trey Lance for you, whether it's freaking you know, Zach Wilson, whoever it might be, but the longer you dither, the longer you let those wheels spin, the less teams are going to be willing to pony up because – they're putting their plan in place. They don't have all, all year right. to, to decide, well, you know, what do we do? Is Houston going to pony up? Thanks, Joshua, for the stars, Doc. So I think there is a decent reason to believe it could climb, it could, it could drop a little the price for, for Watson, but I still think it's going to be a freaking pretty penny, dude, when it all comes, you know, out in the wash. And now, though, a lot of his rumored landing spots, like Chicago, for example, they're filling their quarterback needs. And it's only a matter of time before teams like Denver or teams like San Francisco also fill that need. They can't wait around. But if you if you trust what uh, the report that came out, the Bears made a serious offer for Russell Wilson. They were declined. They were told he wasn't available. I believe I read it was three first-rounders, 
two second rounders and two starting players. And if you're willing to give that up for Russell Wilson, even though he won a Super Bowl, but he's much older, that would be to me the floor for Deshaun Watson. And that is pretty much selling the whole team. Because again, it's not just the theoretical players you're giving up in the draft picks. You're giving up tangible starters. So that's Bradley Chubb and Draymond Jones, for example, or Bradley Chubb and Justin Simmons if he signs a long-term contract. I, I just don't see it being realistic or really the, the right approach for someone as measured and uh, forward-thinking as George Payton. I still don't see it. Willie, good to see you again. Thanks, Doc. Also, my free agent grade so far, C+. Not a huge fan so far. We feel you. We share a brain with you on that. Uh, Dave from Georgia, again, thank you, my friend. I'll be rooting for Gordon every time he touches the ball. Hashtag let him hate. So what we do, seriously, I mean – if they're sporting the orange and blue, then, you know, that's that's the way it is. But uh, it still stings a little what's the way they're doing Phillip dirty. And I saw a comment that said, okay, well, if you're rooting for the quarterback like Flacco, why not root for Melvin Gordon? I did root for Melvin Gordon. I don't necessarily hate the player, but I hate the contract. And I think that's that's reasonable. He's the fifth highest paid running back in the NFL, and he did less than 1,000 yards last year. So it's not that the Philip Lindsay situation or Melvin Gordon, the individual, I just hate the contract. And that's the same thing for Darby. But I'll be rooting for Darby. I'll be rooting for Melvin Gordon. And I'd, I would root for Deshaun Watson if he was the quarterback next season. John, is that you, by the way? On Twitch is okay. I just wonder. I don't know if someone was trying to impersonate the great Vaughn of Beast, but just wanted to be sure. All right. We really are in a rush here. We got to get these last couple, two, three, and then we got to go, guys. Uh, John Clay, how do I say that? Even eventing, eventing, even time. I think Watson to Denver is starting to firm up. The longer this drags on, it starts to look solid. John, thank you for the super chat, my friend. We'll see. That kind of, I mean, it could be. But uh, the longer it waits, Zach, the, the more desperate I think you'll see Houston become. That's right. Um, all right, real quick, John. So um, we've got a one more from Brandon about uh, end of 2021. Another one from uh, Christian about a T-shirt. Uh, wow. Van Noy to New England, apparently. Ooh. Belichick is like going full 2010 Philadelphia Eagles dream team. A man uh, has spent serious capital. Man, my stream is screwed up here. Bear with me one second. All right, so so um, what do you got there, John? That's still the great browse. All right, hold up. Let me let me do a reverse engineer on Brandon Harden, which I think that's number five for the day, Brandon. So you're a, you're a freaking animal, dude. We we love it. We appreciate it. Uh, let me get this in here real quick. So here's this question. Um, Brandon says, when the end of 2021 season ends, when the dust settles down, we will all know whether Drew Locke will be the QB of the future. Yeah, I think you'll know for sure, right? By the end of this year, I think you'll know. You'll know. And that's if he does get the, the is given the chance to, to be the guy again, even though he's going to probably have to fight and battle for it. Like if he gets that chance, whether he sinks or swims, you'll know by the time the 2021 season is in the books. I was going to say his short-term future we'll know in the next month because if the Broncos obviously don't draft a quarterback or trade for Watson, it means Locke is the guy. So, um, yeah, we'll know very short-term what the Broncos are thinking. Christian, thanks for the super, my friend. The email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. When you email us, leave your address and your T-shirt size, my friend. And apparently, um, Chad, he meant Marcus Mariota, the the name that we couldn't uh, decipher. Oh, 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 oh. All right. So I don't know how cool. autocorrect kind of you know messed that up, but so – uh, where is it? Oh, wait, no. What about Marcus Mariota? To my knowledge, the Raiders haven't cut him yet, right? Or have they? 
I think he's on the option. I believe. Yeah, I haven't said I haven't seen that he's on the open market. I wouldn't wouldn't trade for him. I wouldn't trade. No, but if he hits the market, I wouldn't hate it. Like he, it would go Alex Smith, Mariota, but still, (laughs) I wouldn't trade for him unless it was like maybe a seventh round pick. But you know, Alex Smith, Mariota, and literally everybody else. Uh, Boise man, good to see you, my friend. Are you on Twitter? If so, connect with us, man. Good to see you. Do you think Peyton is letting Fangio and Shermer have more say on roster moves so that if the season doesn't go good, there are no excuses? The Lindsay decision feels like it has Shermer's fingerprints on it. Oh, definitely, dude. Definitely. Most def. Like, the whole thing with Lindsay is Shermer-oriented. If Rich Scangarello isn't fired after the 2019 season, I firmly believe that when John Elway stood up there at the end of that season and said, yeah, we're going to take a look at Simon Phil, that deal gets done. Instead of paying Phil, uh, Melvin Gordon, and here we are today. I really do. I don't know, though. I mean, I don't know that it was Pat Shermer all the way. I mean, I, I would – not tendering Lindsey, you can make the case because he was so badly used last year, but the Broncos replaced him with a former Viking. So that kind of, you know, adds more to the story there for me that Peyton made the final call. But listen, Chad, we were even complaining. I was a big Scangarello fan. Not many people were. I thought he did a hell of a job considering the circumstances, but he was running Lindsey up the middle as well a lot. I mean, there's someone in that building. I don't think his name is Pat Shermer that was kind of the driving force behind the Lindsey departure here. Could be. All right, guys, I think that's it. I'm pretty sure we're caught up with everybody. If for some reason we did miss someone, uh, reach out to us and let us know, and we will make it up to you tomorrow night, trust. Because tomorrow night, Mile High Mailbag time, I think we'll see some more, uh, you know, something something more will shake loose, I'm sure, between now and then. It feels like the – I think you're still we're still in the first wave, but it feels like things are kind of trending. So we'll see how it shakes out. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. Uh, the Wizard jumping in. Good to see you, bro. Mike in the house. Thank you. I mean, does it really matter who the quarterback for the Raiders is? They apparently are doing the same thing as the Chiefs and cutting all their linemen. That's true. Hashtag Raiders suck. Yeah, they cut, uh, well, Trent Brown gone, and then uh, Rodney Hudson, the all-pro center, gone. Yeah, but Kansas City upgraded, though, because they signed Thune and they signed Kyle Long today. So that's that's an upgrade in my book from Schwartz and Fisher. But those guys are interior for what it's worth, right? Both Thune I think Long and, is going to uh, play tackle. I know Thune is a guard, but Rocco, good to see you, bro. Thank you for the eleventh hour super chat. Hey, man, means a lot. He says, "Sorry about the jinxing Watson mania, guys. I'll watch my words next time." Anyway, hashtag Go Broncos. Yeah, he's referring to a, a tweet. So. Blame that man. He's the one that brought Deshaun Watson mania back to Denver. So take your complaints up with Rocco. All right, guys. As we get out of here, uh, quick reminder: follow the podcast on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. The main account at Mile High Huddle. Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL, myself at, <clears throat> at Chad and Jensen, and John K uh, at John K MHH is Buona Beast. Other than that, guys, we got to get, we're way long, but a lot's been happening, so we're happy to go long. Shout out to Kenneth Booker. Follow him on Twitter at Kenneth MHH. Zach, sign us out of here, and we'll see everybody tomorrow night. And we'll announce the giveaway for this week's, oh, the stars. Yeah, we got to do the stars. You uh, you sign us off, and I'm gonna I'm gonna find the stars real quick before uh, we officially hit the end of the stream. Yeah, it's our coming up to another end of the week podcast, our favorite one, the Mile High Mailbag. If you guys have any questions going into tomorrow night, be sure to hit us up on Twitter at Chad and Jensen at Kelberman NFL or at John K M H H. We will be able to work it into the show. But um, I hope you guys have a great Wednesday. Take care, and uh, Chad, sign us off with the stars tonight. Yeah, let me. Uh... These great star senders, here is the shout-out that you all deserve. 
we wish that stars showed up better on um, on StreamYard, but in, in the meantime, shout out to Ian, thank you, Randy, Gary, Brad, Richard, uh, Ronald, thank you, Josh, John, thank you, and every all. one of you. We appreciate thank you, you. and I know most of you are supporters over there on Facebook, so thanks, guys. But as Zach said, have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, six Mountain, eight Eastern. Go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.